I think they got one out of their three top choices at all three coordinator spots. Marquise Williams was from the Falcons, ended up becoming the special teams coordinator in Atlanta, turned the Patriots down ostensibly. They end up with Jeremy Springer instead. Defensive coordinator, that's the one they hit. DeMarcus Covington, he was already in-house. We understand how that one went down. And then offensively, I think Nick Cayley was their first choice. And I know the inexperienced part of it would have been a factor for people. I think you would have seen the two-pronged approach that it appears the Patriots are using now with Van Pelt and Ben McAdoo. And it would have been something like Cayley and Van Pelt and you would have gotten your experience but also your young up-and-comer with a lot of energy who relates to players well who is a really smart guy I think Nick Haley is going to be an offensive coordinator in the league pretty soon I think Gerard Mayo wanted him I just don't think they were able to convince him Tom and I think to your point on 4 and 13 still relevant but it's relevant in that they couldn't encourage people that they wanted to take this job because the roster is in the state it's in in yeah. some ways Bill Belichick and the state he left the roster in with his departure is looming over all of this. Ouch! That was Phil Perry on NBC Sports Boston last night. Did they get their top choice anywhere? Maybe D coordinator in DeMarcus Covington. And he was in-house. Just an internal promotion. Their special teams guy wasn't their top choice. The offensive coordinator clearly wasn't their top choice. And so now you're stuck with Alex Van Pelt and Ben McAdoo, which became official earlier today. Well, official is probably not the right word, right? It's now uh, being reported. He's been hired as opposed to they were in the process, as Burt Breer put it the other day. I think Mike Garofolo had that today. The Patriots haven't officially announced it yet, right? Uh, no, they haven't, but Mike Reese wrote about it, so they kind of okay. have. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> that's, that's as close as it gets. So get ready for Alex Van Pelt and Ben McAdoo. Hour number two. Jones and Mega with Arcan here on WEEI. You can vote in our big question of the day. It's up now at Jones and Mego. How many wins do you expect from the Patriots this year? And it's a blank slate. It can look however you want it to look. They can draft a quarterback. They can draft a tackle. They can draft a wide receiver. They can sign all those guys. They can make trades. Three, four wins, five or six wins, seven or eight wins, or nine, ten wins this year. Uh, your leader at almost 50%, five or six wins. Continue to vote at Jones and Mego. And I know you don't know what the roster is, but you have a good idea what the coaching staff looks like. Real quick on Nick Cayley. Greg Bedard wrote this the other day. Everyone else had options following up on what Phil Perry had to say last night on TV, including Nick Cayley, who appeared to be the leading candidate for a while. Did he ask for too much money, even though uh, even more rather than what Bill O'Brien earned to leave Sean McVay's staff in L.A. where his family was enjoying life? That was the prevalent rumor at the Senior Bowl. So he wanted more money than Bill O'Brien to leave the warm bosom of Sean McVay and come to the Patriots. Is that why they couldn't get him? Because they wouldn't pay him? It makes sense to me because if he stays with McVay, look, I don't know if he'll be a hot commodity elsewhere next season, but eventually he will become one of these guys who's looked at if he continues to stick with that organization as, hey, he's a McVeigh guy. Hey, he has experience out there. Way more than how I joked about him doing a, a year abroad and, like, speaking like Barcelona. Like, he'll be <laughs> there for two seasons. Maybe he'll be there for three seasons. 
and he can show off a little more experience and go somewhere else and be an offensive coordinator, maybe with a team that's in a better situation because their offensive coordinator is just getting promoted up to head coach somewhere else, and he's going in and taking over a nicer situation than what the Patriots have. How do you feel if that's the reason, Arkan? I mean, I don't love it, but I also think the Patriots don't budge. I mean, they set their money, they set their uh, their budget, and if you want more than that, you're not going to get it. And that's- well, are we sure about that? That was certainly the way that Bill Belichick handled players on the roster. Do you think that's the way that the Crafts continue yes. to see the situation? We're about, we're about to find out. Yes. I mean, I think Bill had a budget. And so maybe that's why Bill uh, wouldn't move. But I'm I'm shocked. If they really wanted Nick Haley. I don't Nick think Haley, Bill set the budget. I think the Crafts set the budget. That's what I just said. Right. Bill had you a budget. Bill had the budget, right. No, okay. no, Bill had a budget. Right. Meaning it was, the it it was set the for him. I'm but sorry, But we heard yes. about individual, many, many individual cases of, sure. I see this guy as a $12 million Whatever. player. I don't see him as a $14 million. My real answer is, I don't think we know the answer yet. We're going to find out. But we're starting to find out. Are we going to blame Bill for Nick Cayley and not paying him? No, that's not Bill. Well, you kind of could because he could have had Cayley as the offensive coordinator okay, of the year before. But this offseason, right. if Nick Cayley wanted more than Bill O'Brien and the Crafts said no, whose fault is that? I'm not blaming Bill for that. No, of course not. Okay. so Unless you want to go back to the previous look, season. <laughs> I don't want to pay Nick Cayley. I don't, I don't, I, that's not who I wanted as the offensive coordinator. But they wanted him. That was their guy. And they cheaped out. And who else didn't they want to pay? Like, you know, who else did they interview and they wanted money that that was a legitimate so, uh, candidate, maybe better than Nick Cayley, and they said, well, we're not going to pay that much, so goodbye. And so left. are Alex Van Pelt and Ben McAdoo here because they're cheap? And in the case of Van Pelt, we talked about this last week. He got fired by Cleveland. Is he free? And so is that why you went with those guys instead of Nick Cayley, who you wanted but you wouldn't pay? There's no salary cap for coaches. You can pay a coach whatever you want. And, like, should he be making more than Bill O'Brien? I could see why the Patriots didn't want to do it. But if you want the guy and you got to outbid the rest of the league to get him, that's what you got to do. And they wouldn't do it. So that would be really out of step if you're looking at what Gerard Mayo said about we're going to burn a lot of cash. Well, he said on players. He said on players. But that's part of that is, like, okay, players' salaries are out there. They're publicly facing. Like, these salaries are probably not going to be out there publicly facing. It looks better for ownership that you're spending a bunch of money in free agency. And look, I put talent above coaching, too. But it doesn't really go in step with we're burning a bunch of cash, right? No, it does not. And so that, to me, is disconcerting. And I'm already enjoying the spin. This is fun. On Ben McAdoo. Have you guys seen this? I, I dropped it in from uh, Mark Daniels at Mass Live. I think Bedard was was tweeting about something similar. Maybe he wrote about this as well, and I missed it, at the Boston Sports Journal. But apparently Ben McAdoo was all over every great quarterback ever. Uh, you know, now don't pay attention to his time in New York where he sucked. And Ben McAdoo's first year was okay, 11 wins. And then he rode the NFL roller coaster and went 2-10 and 10 the next year and got fired. I mean, that happens, again, all the time. That Giants team with Ben McAdoo, they fired Coughlin. Hall of Fame coach. They fired Coughlin on a six-win team. They brought in bum-ass Ben McAdoo on 111. I bet a lot of Giants fans weren't real hopeful about what the Giants were going to do. And they won five more games. Then they dropped right back down to three. That happens all the time in the league. Not to bring back up our discussion about how many wins for the team this year. But Ben McAdoo got fired halfway through year two. I would pay attention to that. But apparently the Crafts or people within the Patriots organization defending this McAdoo hire are letting it be known. Hey, did you see what he wrote in the New York Post when he was out of football in 2018 because he sucks so bad as a coach? Did you see who he liked in the 2018 draft? Uh, he wrote for the New York Post in 2018 about scouting the top five quarterbacks in the draft. Check it. Uh, top six quarterbacks in the draft. Here's how he ranked them. Josh Allen, one. Lamar Jackson, two. Mistake. Swap S- those two. Sam Darnold, three. Josh Rosen, four. Mason Rudolph, five. Baker Mayfield, six. So I pay a little bit of attention to him not seeing Baker Mayfield. 
and liking Darnold and Rosen and Rudolph over Mayfield, but he likes Allen and Lamar. In the New York Post, it's documented. It was a couple of months after the draft. It was before these guys played any football, so it is out there. Okay, fair enough. There's also reporting uh, about how Ben McAdoo was pissed that the Chiefs traded up and sniped, quote-unquote, their guy, Patrick Mahomes, in the 2017 draft. But here's what I want to know. Those are two drafts, and, and maybe he had those right. Uh, although, who knows? Did he did he like Trubisky more than Mahomes? I don't know. They didn't think they could get Trubisky in that draft, so did he prefer Trubisky to Mahomes like uh, the Bears did that year? I have no idea. I also want to know how he felt about the quarterbacks in, oh, I don't know, 2016, which was his first year as coach. How do you feel about that draft class? Did he love Jared Goff and Carson Wentz? Or were there other quarterbacks he liked in that draft? Like, I'd love to know how he felt about some of those quarterbacks. He's a big Paxton Lynch guy in that draft. How do you feel about the quarterbacks last? Like, these are two random draft classes in Ben McAdoo's entire career where we have any insight into how he felt about the quarterbacks. So I'm going to put Ben McAdoo's track record and actual tangible evidence of how he coached, not just who he liked in a certain draft, but how he coached. And he coached the Giants into the ground with the 31st offense in scoring and 21st in yards the last time we saw him in 2017. And no one's really wanted much to do with him since. Where was he last year? Was he in Carolina, Carolina last year? Carolina two years ago. He was out of football last He's year. He's completely out of football last year. Thank just past year. And Michael was... Hurley has the stats if you want him. Give them to me. Okay, so 2022 with the Panthers, offensive coordinator. They were 29th in yards, 20th in points. Uh, two years before with the Jags, he was the QB coach in 2020. 28th in yards, 30th in points. Okay. Sounds like a bit of a trend. Yeah, okay, a when he was the tough. offensive coordinator, so he came... There was uh, Coughlin had two six and ten years, I think, and then McAdoo became the offensive coordinator, and he did turn that offense around. Beckham was there, and it was maybe mostly due to that, but no. there were two good years of offense before he became the head coach. Yeah, they that were okay. That offense did get better. They were okay. And he that's was... why he got promoted. People were excited about him okay. being the head coach because he telling... turned the offense around. But yeah, so, no, no, they were, they were six win seasons. The offense, his final year before he got the job, though, was okay. They were sixth in scoring, eighth in yards. Other than that, they were 13 and 10, 26 and 25, 31 and 21. And those are when he was the head coach. So when I don't he became know. the head coach at all after that first year, it all went downhill. But that the year before, he was a good offensive coordinator by those numbers, and then he became the head coach okay. and they had a decent Answer me season. this. What do you so put, it's not like he never did anything. What do you put I didn't say he never did anything. I'm well, just okay, telling you. Okay, I'm just his, standing up for him his, a little bit there. Why? Because you're talking like he didn't have those two good years. Okay, but do you think he's a good hire? Mm, no, but it's not like there's nothing to point to and say, well, maybe he could recreate that. Because he had one good year in two good years. 2015? The Arkan, he was 13 the and 10. The last time he was the offensive coordinator. Okay, yeah, fine. The team. In 2015? Pretty good. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's a long time ago. Well, I guess it was. The last time it was the Carolina Panthers. But before yeah. that, the last time, he wasn't bad. <laughs> that's a long time ago. Nine years ago. And there's a lot of bad evidence in the middle, although maybe we should just throw it all out because he liked Lamar Jackson. And he liked Josh Allen in 2018. And there was some uh, reporting that he was pissed that they didn't get Patrick Mahomes and they got sniped on Patrick Mahomes. I bet he had stock in Apple in like the early 90s. <laughs> I bet, as I said, I bet he loved Tom Brady in 2000. And as Ryan said, I bet he was a big Durant over Odin guy. Like, I bet he's one of these. That's my guess. And like, how do you feel about Trubisky in that draft? Was that his, was Mahomes even his favorite quarterback in that draft? Did he like Mac? How do you, how do you feel about the quarterbacks in 2016 when he was the head coach? I don't see any reporting on that. So great. There were a couple of years where he got the quarterbacks right. I should turn the whole organization over to him and let him draft the next QB. I don't want this guy anywhere near the next QB. I think the most instructive thing would be to see, yeah, his his notes for each quarterback from the 2021 draft. That's exactly what I'd like to see. How did he rate each of those guys? 
so that you can see if he's you're going to end up with a Zach Wilson or a Trey Lance or right, Justin he, Fields. Right. Did he love Zach Wilson? Did he love Trey Lance? Was he a Mac guy? Like, I would like to know that. Uh, 617-779-7937. Or is he just here because Nick Cayley wanted too much money and they cheaped out? That's probably the case. You guys can jump in uh, with all your feedback. Arcan has the latest here in trending, including an update on All-Star Weekend unrelated to Jalen Brown, which Celtics won't be going to the All-Star game. Arcan will fill in those gaps. And we do have an explanation on Bill Belichick not getting a job in Atlanta. It turns out he quote-unquote passed on the Atlanta job. I'm not buying it. We'll get to it next. This is Jones and Mego. You're Dr. Doom. I am. I'm also Dr. Dong Overton. And W-E-E-I. And W-E-E-I. An NFL executive basically told me that, that they believe that he, Arthur Blank offered Bill the job. Wow. Now, there may have been some caveats to that offer. Yeah. You never know. You know, it's never like, okay, Bill, I want you. Here's a five-year contract. You do whatever you want. I don't think it was one of those. The way it was made sound to me, it was like, okay, I understand your concerns, but you're going to have to deal with some of this, and we want you to come in. We want you to be the coach. And then maybe he just thought better of it and just maybe said, you know what? I, I, I don't want to go right back in. I want, to, I want a year away. I want to see what happens because we all know there will be about five or six job openings next year. Every year. And there may be a better situation where an owner says, you know what? I want to go down this path with you, and I want you to take my building over, and I want you to run it the way that you ran it with the New England Patriots because, you know, the problem with, like, the Jets and the Giants, there's leaks all over the place. Yeah, Bill, we want you to run it like you ran it with the Patriots for that four-win season. Run it how you ran it without Brady. It seems like you have a real good operation, Bill. I could see teams lining up to do that. That's Boomer Esiason on Boomer and Geo in New York. Ryan, you were just telling me they booked uh, the wrong Randy Moss on I'm, that show I'm this really morning. I'm really excited for that Randy Moss interview those guys got coming. Big football fan. Randy played great here. I've uh, I've talked to the other Randy Moss, the horse racing Randy Moss before. Never interviewed uh, the real Randy Moss. Uh, but what do we think of that? Sh- should I cancel? I booked uh, a Tom B. Rady. <laughs> he likes football. Yes. Yeah, get him on. I'll, I'll get him on. Get him on if you could. That's the plan. Uh, we will be talking to Rob Bradford, by the way. At 4.30, as Rob we do each B. and every Radford. Tuesday. Rob B. Radford. Exciting. Get his thoughts on Theo back with the Red Sox. Should we get our hopes up? Uh, plus all your phone calls, 617-779-7937. Bill said no to the Falcons. We buying that? No. Not really. No? Okay. So, Look, uh, I don't think it's impossible because I, I have heard now well after the fact Oh, you know, those interviews that they were doing, it was Bill as much trying to figure out the whole Atlanta situation and what it would be like as Atlanta trying to figure out what it would be like with Bill. Like it was both sides doing a little exploratory mission together. It wasn't just, hey, we're we need Bill to come back so he can answer more questions for us. Like I have heard that a little bit, but it's hard to take any of this seriously when it comes out so far after the fact. Thank you. And he doesn't have the job. Thank you. You know, he doesn't. What what was was the negotiation that? that staunch that he's looking at it and going, I'd rather not work at all. Do you believe that he wants to spend a year completely outside of being a head coach no. when he's about to be 72 and he's trying to, or 71, whatever he is, but either way in his early seventies and he's, he does want this record. Like, do you, do, does anyone believe that? Or he just wants to coach. Like, even if you don't believe in the record thing, which by the way, I do think he really cares about the record. Even if you don't believe in that, do you think he doesn't want to coach for a year? Has anybody else 
close to Bill or anyone who's given any perspective after having worked with Bill Lombardi. 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 Like, does he? Does it sound like he doesn't want to work in football? Does it sound like football has ceased being his life? Uh, no, it sounds like he wants to work, but Lombardi has made excuses for him, and I think this is excuse making. I don't think it helps Bill to take a year off. Now, maybe he can rehab his image a little bit on on TV. I believe in that, and we've talked about that before. But I don't think it helps Bill at all to take a year off. And no, like this logic, because he, he needs to. Yeah, and this thing. logic yeah. from Lombardi, or you got a little bit of it from Boomer. It's like, oh well, there's going to be five or six openings next year. Great, there were eight this year. Yeah, seven, not counting the Patriots. He ain't get any of them, and he only got a sniff in two of them. And it sounds like they both passed. I don't buy. I'm with you guys. I don't buy that. Bill said. No, I don't buy that. The only thing I'll say is this. His priority isn't the record, and it's not staying in football, and it's not being a head coach. It's doing everything his own way. That was the priority for him this offseason. That's what he put above everything else, and that's why he only got one phone call. I think we all agree that if he said, I'll just be the coach for a couple of years, there's other teams that would have been interested. He would have gotten more interviews. There would have been other owners who would have been okay with that, or at least open to exploring it. But when it's, you know, I'm the dictator and I have to have every say in personnel and I got to bring everybody in and you're going to have to blow out your analytics department and do all this other stuff to placate me, then there was only one team that was even willing to have that conversation. And he wanted to keep doing it. I think he wanted to. Me too. But more than he wanted to keep coaching, he needed to have everything his way. That was the top priority and that's what sunk him. So I was thinking about this actually yesterday because I was thinking like – how obnoxious is it that Bill insists on having complete dominance and power over all parts of this football operation from a GM perspective? And then I was thinking, like, maybe that's unfair. Maybe Bill thinks that the only way that he can be successful is to do it the way that he's done it. And so he's done it this way for a long time. I bet Bill believes that. I know. And, I, and so I was thinking about it, and it's like he really is a, a victim of his own, like, his own inability to get away from that and to see the forest for the trees, see the last few seasons, see the last 10 years of drafts and how it hasn't worked that way for him. Maybe it, it certainly worked that way for a while, and especially when he had certain people like Ernie Adams, certain assistants otherwise around him. But it hasn't been that way for a while. And so to me, it's just it's unfortunate because instead of getting to have build a head coach somewhere like Dallas, which I would hate as a Washington fan, but would love for the content and I think would be extremely entertaining and maybe even get Bill winning playoff games again. Instead, it seems like he's stuck thinking this is how he wins. He has to have control over, over all of it. He needs to have power over everything yeah. and say in everything. And, Mego, you said it right before. This is coming out so far after the fact, and it's not like it's a year later or anything, but, like, all the reporting in real time is Bill wanted control, Bill wanted power, Atlanta got cold feet about it, other people got in Arthur Blank's ear, and the Falcons said no, and they moved on to Raheem Morris. There was a point in time where Arthur Blank wanted Bill Belichick. So, like, is that what Boomer's hearing? Is Boomer hearing from an executive and leaving out half the story where, like, Arthur Blank really wanted Bill in the beginning? That's been reported. I don't think Bill said no. And so I don't buy it. It feels like spin, and it, it's predictable. I predicted spin from Bill Belichick. Oh, he's waiting for the perfect He's waiting for Dallas. He's waiting for Philly. You know there's going to be five or six open jobs last uh, next year. I think this has been obvious. And you already started to hear some of it from Rap Sheet. And you heard some of it from Lombardi. We played it yesterday. You're hearing it now, I think, from Boomer. And I don't know who he talks to, but that feels like spin to me. Uh, 617-779-7937. We'll get to your phone calls in a moment. Real quick, couple of texts. 37937. Serious question. Has Bill ever been on the record saying he wants the record? No. No, he Never. hasn't. What do you think, though? 
I think he wants it. Arcan definitely wants. Okay, so like, is he on the record doing it? Away. No, but of course he wants it. Uh, would be number one. Kraft has been on the record saying he wanted Bill to get it. You know, he prioritized other things, but he wants Bill to get it. That was when he was still employed in New England. There's also this, circling back to our question about how many wins for next year. Jones, how do you get the Patriots to 9 or 10 wins with a coaching staff you don't like? Simple, coaching's overrated. You get the right quarterback, these bums, Ben McAdoo and Alex Van Pelt, it'll work. So I think it's pretty simple. I'm not going to overrate the coaching staff. I think somewhere it can hurt, um, and somewhere coaching can get in the way. But get the players right, and these bums are along for the ride, and it'll be fine. That's what I believe. Uh, let's get to your phone call. Steve is in Fall River waiting patiently. Go ahead, Steve. The players are going to take several years to assemble to where you can overcome any type of coaching staff. Bill Belichick's budget with the Patriots used to be his $25 million was part of this coaching budget. So I don't think Gerard Mayo is making $25 million. There should be an expanded uh, budget for other coaches besides the head coach. They're now still paying him. Bill Belichick. Yeah, so, so Steve, it's a good point by Mego. They're still paying Bill for this year. All right. Let's go to this Boomer Esiason. Okay, well, he's brushing that aside, but that's, <laughs> Mego, it's a good point. It's like this is the biggest coaching budget they're ever going to have. They're still paying Bill, plus they're paying Gerard Mayo, whatever they're paying so Gerard they're, Mayo. They're, they're probably paying more than they were last year. Yeah, and and they didn't want to pay Kaylee on top of it, which I think is reprehensible. Like, whatever. You, you haven't spent anything on your football team hardly for the last decade. You've spent less. Let me rephrase. You've spent less than every other team on your actual roster over the last decade. You're 32. Don't forget they weren't paying Matt Patricia or Joe Judge. Right, and who knows what – I mean, look, I think they were paying their coaches well, Bill Belichick. And so my guess is they were top of the league in terms of paying coaches. Uh, but Bill was Unless eating up a big bulk of it. were paying them. Well, sure, but I'm saying I bet paying – what do you think they paid coaches on the whole? $35 million, they paid Bill twenty five. Were they paying $35 million? Like, I don't know or that – paying a GM either. Right. I, I mean, I wonder what other teams were paying. If you pull all that money together, I bet the Patriots were paying pretty handsomely because they were paying for Bill. And I think they held that against the roster at times. So I don't think Steve is wrong about that. But, Mego, you're right. This year, their coaching budget is probably as bloated as it's ever been. And so they shouldn't have stopped and drawn a line. If Nick Cayley wanted more than Bill O'Brien, we can pick that apart and say, does he deserve it? Yeah, that's what I'm more interested in. Like, do you think that if Nick Cayley is asking for more than Bill O'Brien that they should have paid it? I don't know. He's been in the NFL. Bill O'Brien had to tuck his tail and go to college football and be an offensive coordinator. So maybe, yeah, maybe he but was But Bill O'Brien had also been an offensive coordinator sure. and a head coach where'd, before. Where'd Bill O'Brien go back to after he left the Patriots? Well, he may be going to BC. Okay, college football. Yeah. <laughs> Does the NFL want Bill O'Brien? I have no idea. It seems like the NFL wants Nick Cayley in some capacity. At least the Rams want him. No one's had him as their offensive coordinator yet. So, yeah, maybe there is a case to pay Nick Cayley more. And that's not even the point. I don't love Nick Cayley. I didn't want Nick Cayley here. He's a Bill guy. He's a Josh guy. I didn't want him. But if they wanted him and they balked at paying him, that sucks. Like, oh, he's too. we really like this guy. We really think he's the answer at offensive coordinator. We really love the vision he has, and he would work great with a quarterback and an offense and blah, blah, blah. But mm, he wants $2 million too much. That sucks. What happened to the Viking kid, Engstrand? Uh, he's still in, De in Detroit, right? Yeah. I think. Tanner. Is he I, mean, still, I never heard anything about go, anything going anywhere with him. He's not a Viking. He's a dork, by the way. But he's—I think he, he's that's still, a Viking name, Engstrom. He, he's still—is it? He's still in Detroit, I believe. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Track that down, Arkan. He is uh, being considered for the Seahawks' offensive coordinator. Okay, job, so he's still—he could still get a job. Yeah. So that's another one they—they they wanted talked to or had an interview scheduled with or whatever. And I don't know, maybe he wanted too much money, and so they said, "Yeah, sure, we're not going to pay you. Go be the OC in Seattle." Uh, Brian is in Marsh Vegas. He was Vegas. like, okay, good, bye. Go ahead, Brian. 
Hello? Hi, go! Hey, uh, two things. Uh, I think Bill did turn down the uh, job for Why? Atlanta because he's going to get Dallas uh, next year. Uh, and I as see. far as uh, the Patriots starting quarterback next year, it's going to be Mac Jones. They're not going to put anybody in. They're not going to draft in the top three. They're not going to draft the quarterback. So, Can you come up with a worse scenario than that? Mac back. <laughs> I don't think that's worse. Mac back. I'm not sure I can come up with a worse scenario. Trading for Zach Wilson, you see that today? The Jets are hoping to get a sixth or a seventh round well, pick. Well, it would be Mac back and then trading back and getting uh, somebody for the offensive line, getting a tackle. Yeah, I can't think of a worse or scenario. Or maybe somebody on defense. Maybe. You could do that, too. Um, I can't think of a worse scenario than running it back with Mac. Can't can't possibly think of it. He won't work here. I'm not sure he'll work anywhere, but he won't work here. Um, His first point on Bill, Bill's just waiting for the Dallas job. I believe Bill could have had the Dallas job. If he was willing to check his ego at the door, I think Bill could have had the Dallas job. Jerry Jones is still talking about me and Bill could work together, no doubt in my mind. I think if Bill put aside the personnel hat, and who knows, maybe he needed to leave some money on the table too, but Bill would have been free this year. Jerry Jones no paid him $25 million or less. Bill would have been free this year for Jerry Jones, so I'm not even sure it was a money thing. I think if he put aside the power and the ego and the personnel, Bill could be the Cowboys coach right now. That's what I think. What if Jerry said... I got to pay out Mike this year. He's going to coach. You come in. I'm no, going to give you point. full pay next year. No, no, that's a good point. So I say Bill would have been free to Jerry Jones, but you're right. He would have still had to pay Mike McCarthy. So, look, he, he probably would have saved some money on Bill. I can't imagine McCarthy makes as much as and Bill. And Bill goes, okay, I get paid twice because I'm getting paid by the Patriots this year for sure, and then next year I get paid by Dallas. I don't – I – the more I think about it, the less likely it is Bill is coaching next year. Like, I was like, man, some idiot team is going to hire him next year. And we talked about this like two weeks ago. The more I think about it, a year off is not going to help Bill. And I was like, ah, some stupid team will get desperate and he'll be looming over the whole thing. And Andy Hart, I know, has written about this at uh, WEEI.com, uh, which you can check out on the Odyssey app, Andy's blog. And so when it comes <laughs> That's to... That's so rude to Andy. What is, it's not what? his blog. He's not a blogger. He's a writer. It's it, I, it, I checked his blog. And so I read this. He thinks that Bill can plug in and get a job in season. And I've said before, well, how many how many coaches has that happened to? We came up with Jeff Saturday where a guy just came in out of nowhere, and that didn't work. And Andy's point, his retort would be, no one else is like Bill. So fine, maybe Bill gets a job midseason. I just, I the more I think about it, the more I don't think he's going to coach next year. Like, this is going to hurt him. No one wanting him, winning four games, sucking without Tom Brady. And again, if the Patriots just do what you two expect, okay? You two think they can win five or six games. That is your expectation. That's mm-hmm. our big question. At Jones and Mego. If they win six games next year, they were better without Bill. They should be better without Bill. Okay. Absolutely. But so that's another thing where if I'm an owner, I go, wait a minute. So you stink without Brady. Nobody wanted you, and the team got but better when you left? But they're not going to be better necessarily because Bill's not the one running the show. They're going to be better because they have a super high draft pick. They have a super high second-round pick. And then they also have uh, money to burn okay. in free agency. But my guess is the crafts are going to make it look like Bill was the one cheaping out all this time. They're already making, trying to make it look like that. By okay. our, or it's at least being communicated where Gerard so, Mayo's able to say, yeah, we're going to burn some cash. So the second Bill leaves, they spend a bunch of cash. I don't know that that's going to go over well with other owners. I don't know other owners are going to think it out that much. They're just going to go, wait a minute, the Patriots roster is better without Bill. They won more games without Bill. Maybe they have a quarterback now without Bill. I think next year is going to hurt Bill. Just singularly how the Patriots do, I think is going to hurt Bill. So I don't think this year off is going to help. I I don't think he has a job lined up like that last caller. Like, oh, he'll just walk to Dallas. I don't see him going in somewhere in like week eight and becoming the head coach when he's such a control freak. 
he's going to go take over somebody else's roster mid-season and that's just a like non-starter. I would imagine well, just drop in. Andy's point was that that's how it would work best, where you know he's not going to take personnel control, so he could just go coach. Oh right, but I think we all agree that it's it's would he put himself in a situation where it, the team doesn't fire its coach when they're on a good trajectory? How much? How like much? He's is not he, there for training camp. He's not there for OTA. How like, much does he hate being out of football? Like maybe he hates it. You know, well, he, he could have been in football. You no, know? I I understand. But he hasn't lived it yet. Over yeah, the exactly. Of the year, he yeah. hasn't he hasn't lived it. Yeah, a lot of players are like, yeah, I'm okay with retirement until the season starts, and then I'm like, wow, I miss it. Yeah, Brady lasted four weeks. Right. So I don't know. Like maybe Bill hates it. I, I have no idea. I, I don't think it's likely. I'm just telling you what Andy blogged. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Are you in a fight with Andy? What's no, going I'm referencing on? Did he work. say something mean about you on no, the radio? No, I was referencing his work. I like he his work. Probably did. No, I mean, right? He probably did. For all I know, but no, I, I like Andy's work. You can die. I was try- I was trying to make you feel better about your blog over there. Uh, can I hear? Uh, this was crazy. Uh, speaking of insane, Diana Rossini on some athletic podcast. I, I forget where. I can get it for you. Uh, was talking about why Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job. This is laughable. Can we hear? Do this? you know I had a GM? at the Senior Bowl, who mentioned to me Vrabel's physical build, that he's a very large human being and can be very intimidating to to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions. And that is a factor, which I left. I said, stop. That That's not something that's real. Who cares what someone physically looks like? But- and he said, I'm just telling you, I've been I've been in rooms and, and somebody's physical presence can make a difference okay so she went on to say you know when you think about it it could make some sense after saying it didn't make any sense and please tell me you're lying teams are afraid of mike Vrabel because he's too large of a man i can't believe this and i told you guys this before i feel like the only explanation for this coming out is that somebody i'm not saying diana but somebody somewhere through the lines is trying to like catch a snitch like, hey, there's a leak in this find operation. Find out who's talking to Rossini. Yeah, yeah. we got to find out who's talking to <laughs> that's Rossini. A good, that's a great so theory. So they put some really dumb Something info out there. Something ridiculous out. And then they see Rossini say it, and they're like, Great theory. Okay. It was Matt. I know who it was. I knew it was you all, all along, Fredo. Uh, so, okay, great theory. Arkan, you had a theory? Um, my theory is uh, his excuse is the same excuse. That, like, it's not anything real, I don't think. Um, but there is kind of a movement going on in the NFL lately. A lot um, of these skinny, little skinny little dweebs, you know, these skinny little offensive dweebs getting these head coaching jobs. It has, it is happening. I didn't think it was because owners were scared of is the it? big scary linebackers. I mean, there's also like D'Amico Ryan's and Gerard Mayo. Dan no, I know. I'm saying Dan Campbell and uh, Doug Peterson. Andy Reid's a big guy. Robert uh, Sala would put you in a lot. Antonio Pierce. Like, I mean, it's true, but it does seem like the league is moving more towards these little dorks, doesn't it? I mean, it uh, seems so like what? that's those were like the hot. Who hires. besides Mike McDaniel? Why do you think that is? Uh, Mike McDaniel, the guy who just got fired by the uh, Chargers, whose name escapes me. Oh, at the Brandon moment, Staley. But, yeah, Brandon Staley was a little dork. Like, there's dorks. You know, there's a lot of dorks out there. Uh, that are still getting head coaches. I mean, Bill jobs. was a dweeb when he got hired. Bill was uh, a little yeah. football dweeb. Well, he's not like some big guy. And so I don't know that that's new. I just, I, the only thing I wonder about, like maybe it's Vrabel. Maybe Vrabel's just trying to make excuses and he's talking to Rossini. Or maybe they're sniffing out a rat. I'm too big yeah, I mean, for these jobs. I mean, right? Is, is that, isn't that less embarrassing <laughs> than so like, stupid. isn't that less embarrassing though than people think I suck? Like that's less embarrassing than that. Mm-hmm. I'm too intimidating of a guy. Like in a way, that's almost a compliment. Like I'm too masculine and too intimidating for these guys. It honestly sounds like something. Vra- sounds like something Vrabel would say. <laughs> so like it might be Vrabel. It might be a rat. It is. You do have to wonder though if like these dweebs are worried about getting yelled at by some big tough guy, some macho guy. Although it's working in Detroit. 
Like Dan Campbell is yeah. carrying out the analytics view. He's okay. like six five. That guy's a house. He's a big Campbell. Dude. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's take a look at the show so far today. Uh, the dunk contest is too dangerous for Jalen Brown, yes. and Mike Vrabel is too big to be a co- football coach. Too He's too yeah. intimidating to yeah. in football rooms. In fairness, we we all disagree with both of those, <laughs> but there are people out there who are buying it. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. And I would add to this: All right, fine. Mike Vrabel's too big and too scary, as Arkan said. Never mind that. Sh- here comes Mike Vrabel. <laughs> What's Bill's excuse? Like, what? Like, oh, Bill, why are you out of football? Because you're too big and mean? I don't think it's that. He's too old. <laughs> He's not going to make it. He's too old. Biden's going to kick the bucket. Uh, we'll get to all your phone calls coming up here. And uh, we have some uh, lingering thoughts on Theo Epstein and uh, how long. He's going to be in Boston. Uh, doesn't sound like a long time, according to his best bud, Sam Kennedy. We'll do it next. Some things we just can't talk about. We're not going to be talking about Sodom. It's Jones and Mako. So I went down this rabbit hole. Ooh, tough transition. On WEEI. It's Kenley Jansen. The Red Sox are talking to teams about Kenley Jansen, and there are several teams involved right now. So I, I'm not sure that whether the Red Sox are going to be sellers or what they're doing. They do have some great prospects down in the minors. I've even heard that the name Jaron Duran has come up in trade rumors. Now, I'm not saying they're shopping Duran, and they certainly won't admit it if they are, but they have big-time prospects, including Roman Anthony and many others uh, down on the farm who could replace him potentially. So the Dodgers, uh, excuse me, the Red Sox have been talking to teams about a lot of people. Some people say they've been talking about uh, Masataka, Yoshida as well. Get excited, Red Sox fans. John Heyman says, we're not making any additions, but they are talking about trading Jaron Duran, Masataki Yoshida, Kenley Jansen. We've heard a couple of those names before. Let's shed payroll. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, I guess the one thing I like about trading Duran is that you're not shedding a lot of payroll, right? So I could get on board with that. I, I like Jaron Duran, I think, more than you two. I, I, I was talking up Duran most of last year. I like him. I'm not, like, itching to trade him especially for prospects, but you're not saving a ton of money there. Yoshida, that's a money move. Jansen, that's a money move. Jansen's like the ultimate money move. Yeah, so I could I could get on board more with moving Duran, depending on what you got in return. But the idea that the Red Sox are peeling off pieces is so ass backwards. And we'll talk to Rob Bradford about this when he joins us at 4.30. Theo's making us do it. <laughs> As he does each and every Tuesday Ooh. here on Jones and Mego with Arcan. A reminder, WEI's coverage of the football postseason is brought to you by Wise Snacks. Ooh. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Dude, those sound I good? Just, I just pick. Brad Foe likes the sound of it. Just had some of those cheesy poofs. Yeah. Some. Insane. I just had some of those cheesy poofs. I had Did like you hear four. that, Arkan? Yeah. I just had some. <laughs> I don't you know. Are guys food shaming me right now? I'm not saying Because I ate the cheesy poofs? I'm just, uh, I would just critique your characterization of some. It's not like it would work all. anyway. Uh, but when it comes to... Uh, what kind of hypocrite would I be to food shame? <laughs> That's <laughs> a great point. When it comes to... I uh, can brought half a grocery store in today. What Mego just said, he did. That was a lot of food. Uh, what he, what Mego just said, though, like if, if they do trade Jansen, is that going to stick to Theo in any way? And should it stick to Theo in any way? Like we, we knew the, the Yoshida idea or the Jansen idea had already been in the works before Theo was officially announced in some capacity. We didn't know about Duran until we just heard it from John Heyman. But should that stick to Theo? I think it shouldn't. Like, if we're saying should it, no. Because uh, it seems like he just got involved in a different way, in a bigger capacity than he was before. But granted, reportedly he has been 
consulting with the Red Sox for the last three or four years. Yep. So it's not like he's been totally out of the loop and no, now he's, he's in and everything's going to change. Right in their press release, he's been consulting since 2000, uh, 2020 rather. Uh, Arkin, should it stick to Theo? In any I feel way? like, just to yell at you, yes, I feel like it should. Because if you think that all of a sudden him being here is going to start changing things and he's going to be able to have John Henry's ear, well, why not have John Henry's ear on keeping your good closer who's had a good season last season Fair. and is someone that you know you should keep, keep around if you want to compete this season? If that's the case, why not start right now? Kay. You're here. You're a minority owner. Let so, me answer yeah. it for you. It should. Theo's here. Theo's in baseball ops. It should. But if Jansen stays or Yoshida stays... Sam Kennedy might disagree with what you just said. Okay, if Yoshida stays and Jansen stays, the rumors were they were going to move on from those guys. Then Theo gets announced and they stay. I'm going to credit Theo for that. If they if they go, why is that inconsistent? I just said it would stick to him if they move him. So if those guys stay, Arkan, will you meet me in the middle and say Theo changes mind on that? But yeah. you said that there were going to be... Good, thank you. But yesterday and Friday, you said that you didn't think that we were going to be seeing any of the real... No, I results said they would, of Theo's no, moves until next In free agency, I said that. They're not going to change their spending all of a sudden. I don't want them to. But he trades and things like that. I've been talking about that the whole time. Trading prospects, how many times have I talked about that? And so I would hate if they traded Duran, unless it's for something on the big league roster. I don't want to trade Duran for a bunch of prospects. But yeah, good. If they don't move Jansen and they don't move Yoshida, we'll credit Theo for that. Good. I just well, got Arkan on that. If it is, if it is. Me and Arkan, well, you don't have to do it if you don't want <laughs> you don't to. You don't have to do anything. But we're consistent. But I'm also, I, there's a difference because, like, Hyam Bloom didn't trade Chris Sale all those years either, and it's not because they didn't want to. It's because they couldn't find a deal he didn't like. You don't think anybody would trade for Kenley Jansen? Well, if they don't find the deal that they want, and uh, and what's his name shuts it down, Breslow shuts down any any offers that come in, and they don't trade him for that reason, then I don't think that's necessarily because of Theo. Uh, just like I don't think Bloom, you know, not trading Sale was because he liked Chris Sale. So that's that's sort of the one small distinction I'd make. But overall, I agree. If that's what you think he's going to do, and for purposes of this argument, I'll go along with it. If you think right. he's going to come in here and start making those decisions how about you start with the closer excellent uh ryan just suggested and i know you like this arcan why stop at yoshida and jansen just trade devers too i mean they're not interested in fielding a major league baseball team and devers cost you a lot of money like so so why have him what if what i have they, a closer i, why, why I have a major they, league roster what if they trade duran as part of a package for like a starting pitcher i would like that I, i'm not itching to trade jaron duran but like he's not untradeable and so it depends on what they get back if it's prospects i hate it i i hate that if they, they trade Jansen for something like that, too, I wouldn't hate it either, by the way. Uh, fair. Right. If they trade it for a starting pitcher, I can't imagine that's what they're trading him for. But if they did for, like, a rental closer, great. Are I'll they that paying that guy in, in chewing gum and in ballpark <laughs> peanuts? Because that's the only way John Henry would ever let another baseball player on his roster Okay, this year. fair enough. Uh, how about this? This is from Chris Cotillo. Sam Ken- Did Sam Kennedy say this at the dump truck day yesterday? This must have been where he said it. Did you say dump truck day? Dumb truck day oh, i, I also thought, thought you said dump sorry <laughs> you were making like a good joke i, I might have said dump truck day I, me- I meant to say dumb truck day uh sam kennedy today called theo epstein's new role and this is yesterday quote unquote an interim stop before his next stop and reiterated he won't be involved in the day-to-day operations of the red sox in his role as senior advisor so that strike that second part from the record the red sox have been saying that he won't be involved theo himself said in the the press release that he won't be involved day-to-day I don't need him involved in day-to-day. I don't need him deciding on, like, the 25th man on the roster. I want him involved in big-picture stuff. Um, it's just an interim stop to his next stop? That I don't like. I don't like the sound of that at all. Climbing that corporate ladder. I don't like that at all. Yeah, what is this? Like, it's a one-night stand with the Red Sox before you go get your second wife? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Is Theo using the Red Sox, Arkin? I think so. 
I mean, I think that that's ultimately what he wants to do is not be the minority owner of the Red Sox who's, you know, trying to change John Henry's mind about certain decisions. He wants to be an owner of a team. This is a stop on the way of doing that. I think that's absolutely right. And I also think Sam Kennedy didn't really give us a lot of time to enjoy this, did he? (laughs) Does Sam Kennedy think that looks good for the Red Sox? Really quick. He's like, oh, yeah, he's barely even here. He's not even going to be. He doesn't even have an office, I don't think. You know what, Mego? He probably (laughs) did, based on his track record of putting his foot in his mouth every time a microphone gets in front of him. He's like, I'm great. This is amazing. Does does Sam Kennedy think that that looks good to Red Sox fans? He's just an interim thing. This is... You know, this is just going to be a short-term thing. Right. I mean, this is why Arcan is all, you know, up in arms that, like, do the Red Sox just need Theo for messaging? And, like, do the Red Sox need Theo to tell them to spend? Yeah, they do. Freaking electric. They're so out of touch. Yeah, and but so even out to if lunch. they're doing yes, that, they Sam it. Kennedy's botching it. Yeah, well, Theo better get out front. He better be more forward-facing. And so hopefully we hear from him at some point. But, no, he's going to be consulting from Connecticut. Uh, that was in the, the Mass Live piece the other day. Yeah, and, I mean, listen, I don't think it's any big surprise here that Theo has aspirations that are bigger than whatever this role is that he has right now. Okay. I think that's pretty obvious. Are they going to be in Boston? Are they going to be with the Red Sox? Is that the team that he wants to ultimately be the owner of someday? If that's the case, fine. But if he's just using this to someday be a you know bigger minority owner of the Kansas City Royals or something, then, yeah, I don't really think he's going to give it all that much attention. I don't think it's going to be what if you that, think it is. Jones. If that happens, I will be wrong. If that happens, I, I will have completely misread the situation. Why is Sam Kennedy essentially saying that that's what's going to happen? I don't know. A little jealous? If I don't know. Sam, I don't know. Sam, do we believe? I like our camp theory. Oh, Mego, we believe Sam Kennedy now? Why would he say something that makes it look so bad? I don't know. He called Red Sox fans liars You're the other liar? day. He called his customers liars. I don't You're know. He's Sam, he's Sam Kennedy. So, like, what? We believe Sam Kennedy. Arkan, you take Sam Kennedy at face no, value I, now? I like Arkan's theory about what Sam Kennedy's trying to do here. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like he was a little defensive, and it also seems like this hire, if you want to call it a hire, I know he's like buying in more than getting hired, hire, but hire. <laughs> it does sort of seem like uh, here's your president, here's your first meat shield, he did big faux pod, stick his foot in his mouth there, like the owner did too, by the way, but you can't fire the owner, so let's bring in a new owner, and he's going to be the guy and is uh, doing what Sam Kennedy used to do, and now Sam Kennedy's feeling a Look, type of way about it. I've already told you how I think and what I think, rather, of the Theo hire. I like it. I think he's here for the long haul. I think he's going to help. But if he's just using them as a stepping stone, then I'll be wrong about it. I don't think that's what's happening. And I'm not taking Sam Kennedy at face value. Sorry, each other. Maybe. I'm not taking Sam Kennedy at face value. He's going to be crying in the shower. You said he loved me. <laughs> no, I, if, if Theo goes to Kansas City in a year, I will be crying in the shower. 617-779-7937. And if, the pedals off a I flower. mean, if they start spending like crazy in free agency, I'll be doing something else in the shower. I can tell you that. Uh, we'll get to all your feedback here, along with your expectations for the Patriots. How many wins is reasonable? Uh, we'll do that next. Our big question of the day. 